1: Roma Wines presents. Suspense. Tonight, The Fountain Plays, starring Charles Lawton. Suspense is presented for your enjoyment by Roma Wines. That's R O M A, Roma Wines. Those excellent California wines that can add so much pleasantness to the way you live, to your happiness and entertaining guests, to your enjoyment of everyday meals. Yes, right now a glass full would be very pleasant as Roma Wines bring you Suspense. This is the Man in Black, here for the Roma Wine Company of Fresno, California, who tonight from Hollywood brings to you an old friend, these proceedings, Mr. Charles Lawton, and star of an unusual murder study by his distinguished compatriot, Miss Dorothy L. Sayers, called the Fountain Plays. It deals with fortune the fortunes and misfortunes of a middle-class Englishman, the name of Spiller, who lives on a little country estate with a cook and a manservant, and in the garden, yes, of Fountain Flames. So the performance of Charles Lawton and Mr. Archibald Spiller. We again hope to keep you in suspense. <laughs> Yes, Sam. Uh, look out what. You're still as blind as a bed-out, yeah. You really ought to wear glasses, you know. Don't you try to put me off. I was only trying to keep you from getting your clothes wet, Sam. You almost walked right under the spray of the fountain. Well, never mind. You. Oh, I need glasses. And never you mind about your blasted fountain, either. I want a straight answer to the question, Mr. Spiller. I've given you an answer, I told you. You've given me nothing but bluff and bluster. Do I get it or don't I? That's what I want to know. And if I don't, I will Here, fella, please. Uh, My guests uh, are I'll talk to you tonight. You'd better talk straight and be your last chance, me lad. Hello, hello there, everybody. It's just in time for a little refreshment. Auntie, certainly find you here, Daddy. I hope we're not trouble. Oh, certainly not, certainly not. You know Mr. Gooch, my dear? Yes, of course. And this is my neighbor, Mrs. Digby, Mr. Gooch. Oh, well, how do you do, Mr. Gooch? And Ronald oh, no. put my daughter's fiancée. How do you do, sir? How do you do? Well, I was just showing Mister Gooch the wonders of my little fountain. Oh, Daddy, you do make such a fuss over this Even so, I always say there's nothing quite like a bit of ornamental water to set a place off. The life of a versatile garden. Oh, it's really lovely, Mister Spiller. It's so secluded. It's the tendrils and the lilac hedge all around. You like that? you know? I was thinking of cutting some of these lilacs. Oh, I swear to vista, so to speak, you can't even see it from the house of these bushes and all four sides. Well, now, perhaps that might add something. But if you like the lilacs, Mrs. Bigley, the lilacs don't say. Oh, oh, Mrs. Spinner, I'm, I'm no authority, I'm sure. Then if you want an authority, I'd say they're a mess. Plaster, backstop, and all a mess. See, the <laughs> mess, mess. <laughs> oh. Maybe, Mr. Gooch, me, the way the backstop arches up above the plane, it rather overshadows it. I have to have you now, my dear, for sailing went from the south. You feel how nice and warm it is tonight? They blow the jet of water, right under the grass. If you went for that backstop, we would have a proper swamp over there. wasteful, too. Well, or I'm glad you. you know that. You always were a fool, Archie, squandering money on a fountain. <laughs> no, no, no indeed uses the same water over and over again. Flush of ones in Trafalgar Square. Most ingenious, really. Why, isn't that a wonderful idea? You have to be careful, of course, even so. Turn it off every night to save leakage and waste and so on. Oh Mr. Finner, sir. Denise, sir. Oh, thank you, Master. Well, what do you say, everybody? Ready for a bit of dinner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, shall we go in then? Uh, Why, well, Mr. dinner your modest little When you're past the bushes, all at once you can hear it. Yes, yes, it's quite impossible to hear it from the house. Can't hear it at all. And he says he was Napoleon too. And he wasn't, you see. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. No sense of humor. <laughs> <laughs> Will that be all, then, sir? Uh, yes, thank you, master. An excellent journey with my company cook. Yes, sir. And uh, coffee in the drawing room. Very good, sir. <laughs> well, uh, shall we adjourn? Oh, shall yes. Yes. we yes. what? Go into the drawing room. <laughs> Quite a tough you've become, eh, Archie? We change from the old days. Shall we adjourn to the drawing <laughs> room? Uh, 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 what do you think, Mr. about a rubber or two or three? Excellent suggestion, Mrs. Sovietic. Uh, good thing I don't play aren't See, I'm counted up as foolish, sir. Oh, Mr. Goose, I'm so sorry. Do take my place. I'm really, very happy. Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Don't thank pay for it where I come from, and neither did Archie. Although Oh, I see. it picked it up quick enough once. Yes, you. yes, yes. It's never too late to learn, uh, you know. well, mind you, don't stay too long. I don't want to talk to you before this night's over, my lad. Oh, uh, yes. Of course, sir. Well, I'll be waiting for you. Ask for your precious fancy. Absorbing be the beauties of your precious moonlight. I don't want to wait too long, see? That's right, you are, old boy. Now, where's a fellow master? Is there something you want, sir? Hey, give me a room of those coronas. Only the best for your pals, eh, Archie? Yes, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Of course, yes, of course. <laughs> well. See you soon later. Maybe. Well, Mrs. Digby, shall it be you and me against the youngster? Yes, yes. Can you tell me why you put up with that man? Oops. Oh, now, he's not a bad sort, really. He's a bad sort. He's a rude, unpleasant, terrible man. Well, he's an old friend, you know. Not much a trap can do. Oh, Daddy, you're so thought. soft, hearted If you can't do anything I can. No, 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 please, dear. He'd be gone in a day or two. And I can't. What do he mean talking to you that way in your own home? Well, shall we, uh, up the deal. Yes. Yeah. Shall I? Well, I don't care. You shan't put me off. This is the last time that man's going to come into this house. Oh, I wish Poor, oh, it's nothing. I just can't stand it. Oh, come now. You've got to be present to me, Pat. Yeah. What? It's the only time you'll ever be present is in his grave, that's what. Oh. Oh, what an awful thing to say. Hmm. What a perfectly dreadful thing to say. For suspense, Roma Wines are bringing you a star, Mr. Charles Lawton, whom you have heard in the first act of The Fountain Blaze, Night's Tale of Suspense. I have an interesting idea for you tonight, from the keen and sensible man of America's famed expert on parties and smart entertaining, Miss Elsa Maxwell. And I hope. Serving a nice table wine when friends come to dinner, or with everyday meals, is one of the smartest, most sensible, and truly moderate pleasures of which I know. And one which any family can regularly enjoy. The, the cost of delicious Roma Burgundy is very little. Just serve your Roma Burgundy well-cooled. Enjoy it with any food. And don't worry about special glasses. Any glasses available are perfectly correct. The goodness of the wine, the added enjoyment of your food, these are the things that count. Miss Maxwell expresses perfectly what we of Roma believe. In Roma, California Burgundy, in all Roma wines, you enjoy the glorious color, aroma, and flavor of superb sunlight grace. Our noted wineries, located in California's choicest vineyard areas, assure you of flavor and quality which are always good, never varying, always delightful. And so Roma quality is preferred everywhere. And you are able to enjoy these fine Roma wines at modest prices. Only pennies a glassful. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. R-O-M-A. Roma Wine. And now it is with pleasure that we bring back to our soundstage Charles Lawton as Mr. Archibald Silla in The Fountain Plays. Tail well calculated to keep you in suspense. We have a nice view from here, and I don't know anything that's given me so much enjoyment as that fountain. It uses the same water over and over again. It shows you, doesn't it, Mrs. Bigby, that the simpler pleasure is best. Oh, that's so true. Oh, yeah, here we are. It's been such a lovely evening, Mr. Spiller. And it was so nice of you to walk me home. My pleasure, I assure you, Mrs. Do You know, I've been thinking. I'm very lucky to have found a neighbor like you. It's, it's my time of life, I mean. Maybe it's not luck at all. It's great you mean, Mrs. Bigby. May I call you Rosalind? Oh. oh, of course. And you call me Archibald. The name, only one I've got though. Why, I think it's a very nice name. Really? no, no. I've been thinking it was true when I said tonight that the place will be meeting a new hostess, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. with Betty getting married to me. Oh, you must be very happy for her. I am, but uh, what I mean is, I mean, uh, what I mean is, we're uh, both alone in the world now. Mm-hmm. Rosalind, there's something I want to talk to you about. Seriously. I can't just now. There are arrangements I have to make. But I want to talk to you very seriously. Yes, I'll always be here, you know. But it's late now. Yes, so it is. Well, good night, Rosalind. It has been a lovely evening. Good night. Good night. Archibald. Mm-hmm. master, sir. Where is everybody? This is on a left side to go, minutes ago, sir. Oh. Miss Elizabeth has retired. Oh, well, uh, Mr. Gooch still in the garden? I couldn't say, sir. Can I go and see? Sir? No, no, never mind. Uh, you can cut along to bed now. I'll lock up. Very good, sir. Oh, by the way, is the fountain turned off? Yes, sir. I turned it off myself at half past ten. The seems to really late, sir. Oh, fine. Well, good night, master. Oh. Good night, sir. Oh, there. I was just coming out to look for you. Oh. Have a nice evening. <laughs> nice evening. Not as nice an evening as you had with your obliging little widow, eh? That's enough of that now, sir. Oh, it is, it? That's enough, is it? Yes. That's a good one. You think I am. Talk to me like that. One of your bloody servants? Well, I'm not. I'm the boss here. Get that into your head. I'm the boss, and you know it. All right, all right, Sam. Let's just buzz off to bed now. Talk it all over in the morning. Now. Talk about it right now, Mr. Spiller. In sort of cash. I time you picked him with some more. Now look here, Sam. I pay you your allowances. We agreed and you stay here whenever you like, but that is all. Oh, you see. It's getting pretty iron mighty, aren't you? Number 41632. Quiet, Sam, for heaven's sake. <laughs> you're in a fine spot to tell me what you're going to do, aren't you? Quiet? The servants might hear. Quiet pity, my dear old Mr. Ronald Black, whatever he's daily. Really, Sam, you're quite impossible this evening. you impossible, eh? I'm not an estate elder, am I? I'm not liable to be all back to work out ten years of labor for forgery, am I? Now quiet. quiet. Now, look here, Sam. I'll give you a little extra, this one. when I think a man like me, with only interest or strict anyway, and worked it all out good and proper, depending on the charity, clarity, mind you, but tell what's rolling in wealth. Well, I'm not rolling in wealth and you know it. But you promised me, faithfully that this is the last time. you You know, pill killer a problem indeed. You just give me 5,000. Yeah, 5,000? 5, That's right. But a great opportunity and all I need is a little ready. And Don't ahead. be an idiot, Sam. Where do you think I'm going to lay on my hands on that much, just like that? Look, I'll give you a check for 500. Ah. Trying to live me an old fellow. I said five thousand and five thousand inches. You'll find yourself back on the rock pile. I tell you, I haven't got it. I haven't got it. You've got enough to go buying fancy fountains and playing around with that widow next door. You'll you leave Missus Draper out of this. Well, I'll leave her out of it, all right. I'll leave the old front to you while she goes. Uh, sorry, I had to do that. I told you that was enough of that, and i meant... now. If you pull yourself together and go to bed. I'll talk to you in the morning. let me, Sam? Sam, come on. Caramel, I didn't get you that high. Get up on your feet now. Sam? Sam! <laughs> I've killed him. <laughs> what was that? Oh, just the old stuff. No, but the police won't care about that. And they'll take fingerprints and they'll find out I was number 41632. Yes. What you need, my boy, is an alibi. That would only confuse them. An alibi. That's it. Make it seem he was alive when he was already dead. That's what they do. But first you have to fix the time. Oh, the time, the time... Oh, yes, make it earlier. Say, 10.30, while well everyone was playing bridge, if you could have died some time before that. But how to prove it? What happened at 10.30? What happened at 10.30? What Let's hit That's it, the fountain. Master's talked about the, the fountain. Yes, the fountain. Now I know what... I remember how she was Not time to figure that out. Just let him into it Never have thought Old Sam would let me this Now out the other door so quietly this time Down the back part Which that doesn't make so much noise Careful boy Careful Hold on to yourself I feel like running feel as though every window in the house was filled with faces watching. Well, here we are. Now to lift him up again. <coughs> yeah. Lay him down on the edge of the fountain. Put one hand in the water. The bruise on his head right up against the corner. of The down base. This more to the right. That's it. And he was asked, blind anywhere and he failed. And now it's done. <sighs> What's that? He's alive. Goose is alive. <laughs> After all that trouble, thus committing practically the perfect crime. Goose is alive. Bring him to life again. More blackmail for the rest of your life. What about Mrs. Digby? The nice, blunt, comfortable Mrs. Digby. Roger. No. What about Betty? She at least deserves uh, something. Whatever. No. That's no. better to murder him. No. All right. Murder him, I will. No. He's all already as far as of the world. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Come here. Now or never. No. never. No. never. What well. is He's right by the water, then. No. Oh. feel any remorse. I don't. Does the mouse feel remorse that the cat is killed? Does the prisoner feel remorse when he leaves his prison? It's done and it's well done. Nothing left but the finishing touches We take back the wheelchair at the fountain run another hour and then to bed. Why should I feel any remorse, No Congratulations, they're more like it. that yeah, that's right. Congratulations, old man. Inspector <laughs> Sampson. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, sir. Come in, Inspector. Come in. Oh, is to probably you, Mr. Spinner? Uh, Regulations, you know. Oh, of course. Was everyone here who was present tonight, um, that is, last night? Yes, in fact, it's Mrs. Digglish, she's my neighbor, and it's my daughter Elizabeth, her fiancé, Mr. Ronald Proudfoot, and the servants, of course. Excellent. Well, now, you'll all bear with me, and I have to ask you all a few questions, you know. Now, there was a blow on the head, oh. Uh, As I understand it, the deceased was last seen alive at about uh, 8.30, just after dinner. We've seen... Uh, uh, oh, you, you were the last to see him, maybe, ma'am? Yes, sir. I believe so, sir. You showed him way to the family in the garden, eh? At uh, his request, yes, sir. I believe the uh, deceased gentleman's eyesight was rather no, dead. Uh, oh, terrible, mad. Terrible, and, and that was the last yes, time sir. he was seen alive by any of you? Yes, sir, sir, sir. The four of you then played cards, I believe. Until what time? Until about uh, 10 30, sir. And no one left the room during those two hours? No, no, no nobody. Uh, no. Mr. Spiller, you accompanied Mrs. Digby to her room. Is that correct, Mrs. Digby? Uh, yes, Mr. Now, when you return, you were met in the hall by Masters. Now, what time was that, Masters? Uh, about 10.45, sir. And Mr. Spiller at that time inquired after Mr. Gooch? Yes, sir. He asked if I'd seen you, sir. Yes, I'd not. He suggested I might retire, and the TV himself had lost the house. Uh, the others had all left, eh? Oh, uh, yes, sir. Uh, that is the day, Mr. Ronald had left. I heard him drive off in his car. He used to live at and Then you were alone in the downstairs part of the house, is that so, Mr. Phillips? Yes. Can you tell me, please, what you did then? Well, Inspector, I'd promised the poor fellow I'd ever talk with him later in the evening. So I went to look for him. I went down to the end of the garden by the fountain, but you didn't go through the lilac edge to the fountain. No, I did not. It was dark by then. I couldn't see. I called Bruce several times. Did anyone hear Mr. Spiller call? I did, certainly. Oh. I was half asleep uh in my say, but I did hear Mr. Spiller call out. And then what did you do, Mr. Spiller? I came back into the house and said, uh, I sat up in the library and read for a while, and about, uh, one o'clock, I went to bed. All right, now, this is very important. Who turned off the fountain? I did, sir. At what time, I see? At 10.30, sir. You're quite sure of that, sir? Huh? Yes, sir. It's the usual time. I see. And, uh, no one would have turned it on again, of course. Uh, I can't see why, sir. I see. Well, I think that makes everything very clear, Mr. Spiller. When the body was found, it was still wet from the spray of the fountain. Therefore, death must have occurred some time before the fountain was turned off at 10.30. Mm-hmm. And as all of you here were occupied up until then, from the time the deceased was last seen alive... of and, it was an accident, Inspector. I said so beginning. Well, it might have been either, you know. There had been a blow and there was water in the lungs, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and apparently fell, missed his pudding due to his poor eyesight and struck his head, falling into the water. From which he was unable to rescue himself. Well, it seems the obvious conclusion, doesn't it, my my poor fellow? Well, mm. thanks everyone. I don't think we shall ever trouble you again, Mister Spiller. I hope not, and thank you, Inspector. Oh, Daddy, I'm so glad. I was afraid for a while. There was nothing to be afraid of, Poor old goose, just lost his footing and fell, that's all. I know. I was afraid of him. Afraid of him? I know, it was silly, but he was so strange. I thought he had some sort of hold over you. Nonsense, darling. Just an old friend and I'm a sentimental old fool. No, you're an old dear. So I've got to run now. Off with Ronald? Yes. Daddy, are you going to be all too lonely when I've gone? You know I'll miss you. Maybe... This is Now, 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 my girl. Oh, but she's such a darling, Daddy. She is, Father, I to In fact, I thought I might pop over to see her this afternoon, as <laughs> long as you're going to be out. <laughs> Daddy, I knew it. And I won't keep you another second. I'll go to dinner. Perhaps I shall. You'll be on time, though. I will. Bye, Daddy. <whistles> oh, Marcus, yes. Is it convenient to use it? I should like to have my bedroom changed. I should like to sleep yours, in the main house. Oh, why that, Masters? I'm a very slight sleeper, sir, and uh, noises keep me Noises? The weather range, sir, a well and the wind changes to Oh, well, oil, perhaps, I hardly think that could be, because when the wind changes, there uh, other noises. They can be most disturbing, sir. Yes, sir. Ordinarily I'm quite unable to hear it. Even more than you can in the main house, sir. But when the wind is in the east, the plaster backstop stops quite like a sounding board you've by a own, you say. In fact, I can not only hear the fountain itself, but I can hear even the faintest noises of the groves around it. Quite clearly. Yes, I see. Quite Yes, on the night Mr. to sustained his, uh, unfortunate accident. I noticed that wind was taking little after 11, because it got very really cold. The weather rain wickened it. And then I heard the sound of I seemed he to hear other noises, too, if I may think of he? You heard? Yes, sir. I might add, uh, uh, that after voting the police inspector of the race, I think of course, facing the order of the yet. The scene seems quite present. Yes. I think, uh all these taken into consideration, you might find for a while the same comes permanently in your service. Yes, yes, of course. Wouldn't dream of ever wanting to replace you, master. At, uh, shall we say, uh, just double my present wage? Oh well. Yes. Yes, yes. I'm very much obliged to you, sir. Is there anything else? No. Nothing else. I'm going to sit here by the fountain. Very ingenious, the fountain. It's most ingenious, my fountain. Costs a little to run because it uses the same water over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. Over and over again. <laughs> and so closes The Fountain Play, starring Charles Walton. Tonight's study in... The Fence Fence is produced and directed by William Spear. The other day, Elsa Maxwell told us about a friend who had lived many years in wine-loving countries around the world. I gave him some of our delicious Roma, California, burgundy at dinner, and he confessed to me that he thought it every bit as enjoyable as any he had ever had. So, I say, you people who do not regularly serve Roma wine are missing one of the most delightful treats daily living can offer. It's so good, so smart, yet so very simple. Take Miss Maxwell's advice. Enjoy Roma wine regularly. It's always good, unvaryingly fine in flavor and quality, and only pennies a glass. Remember, more Americans enjoy Roma than any other wine. Roma, R-O-M-A, Roma wine. Next Thursday, same time, we will have the pleasure of bringing to you Mr. Cary Grant. Make a note now for next Thursday so you won't miss Cary Grant's performance in... A pen <laughs> Presented by Roma Wine. R-O-M-A. Made in California for enjoyment throughout the world.